Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Today I thought we'd go kind of sort of back to the basics. I think sometimes we try to complicate things a little too much and we convolute the whole process of what it is to be a Christian and why we are a Christian and even how we get to be a Christian. And I want to look at just a few scriptures here and there, but mainly I'm going to be coming from Genesis chapter 3. So when I say I'm going back to the basics, I'm really going back to the basics. I'm going back to the start. But John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And so whosoever should believe would have everlasting life. Now, for those of us that knows the scriptures and, and and knows what it is to be a Christian, we understand that Christ was our ultimate sacrifice, that Christ volunteered to die on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. But how does that work? How does one person dying on the cross of Calvary, because there were multiple people crucified, wouldn't their blood suffice? Blood is blood, right? How is one person dying on the cross of Calvary saving all of us 2,000 years later? And if the Lord tarries for another 2,000 years, His blood will be saving those 4,000 years out and 6,000 years out until we're called home. But how does this work? Well, first we got to understand that Life is in the blood, and the Scriptures tells us that. So every one of us, if, if we lost all of our blood, we, we would not survive. We would not live. But what was so special about Jesus' blood that his blood was so pure it would cover our sins? Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3, and let's look at what was the first sacrifice? The very, very, very first sacrifice that the Bible mentions is in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. So he, he took an animal, because it says coats of skin. He took an animal, God did, and killed it to make a coat, make clothing for Adam and Eve. That was the first sacrifice. So the first sacrifice was for covering their nakedness. Why would they need their nakedness covered? In verse 7 of chapter 3, it says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. So when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes was open. They recognized that they were, they didn't have any clothes on. 
and they were ashamed of the fact that they didn't have clothes on. So when they heard God, they were afraid because they were ashamed, and they went and they hid themselves. They had tried to make themselves covering out of fig leaves, but they just didn't quite do it. So God made the first sacrifice, and he made them coats of skin, and he clothed them. He didn't just lay it down at their feet and say, okay, put this on. No, it says he clothed them. He actually put the clothing on Adam and Eve. It's the first sacrifice, but it's also the first to dress up dolls. I don't know if you, when you were kids, if you had the little cardboard dolls that you would put the different clothes on. Had My sister had some, and they were dress up dolls. So this was the first dress up dolls. He made coats of skins, he clothed them because they were naked and they were ashamed and they were afraid, and he covered them. So the first sacrifice was for our physical covering, our physical protection. And because of Adam sinning, because he did what God told him not to do, that sin nature is in each and every one of us. It's been passed down to, from point A to point B to point C to point D, all the way down to our current generation, and we are born into a sin nature. And to get out of that sin nature, our sin nature has to be cleansed. It has to be covered. Now, how is that possible? Because of Adam being born or eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of us are born into sin nature. It's passed down except for one. And we see in a little town called Bethlehem, approximately 2,000 years ago, uh, a lady named Mary, a young girl named Mary. And she was engaged to a man named Joseph, who, by the way, was a carpenter. And this angel came down and talking to her and said, okay, Mary, you are highly favored and you're going to give birth to the Messiah. Because she did not go by natural means to get pregnant and give and have a birth. The sin nature was not passed down to her first child, Jesus. So his blood did not have the sin nature. Now, all of us is born to live. Every one of us. We're born to live. Jesus was literally born to die. He was born to die on the cross of Calvary so he could shed his blood, and that pure blood, that pure life, because remember, I said the Scriptures tells us that life is in the blood, that pure blood would spiritually go in and cover our sin nature. It would go in and cleanse us. But now, hear me, sin nature is not gone. It's just covered. It's just wrapped up in a blanket, if you will, a blanket of Christ's blood. And, and we can throw that cover off and we can expose that sin nature. But the sacrifice was made 
so that we would have a covering for our sin nature. Just as the first sacrifice was made to be a covering for our personal physical bodies, this sacrifice was made to have a covering and a, and a cleansing of our spiritual bodies. Because you see, our spiritual body is just as important, not more so, than our physical body. But where does the spiritual body come from? Well, we have to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, and we see that, and God blessed, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. That's verse 27. And he took, he took mud, he took dirt, and he formed man. Let us make man, in verse 26, after our own image, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and all over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the God. Or upon the earth, excuse me. So he created man in his own image. And he created him out of the dirt and the dust. And that's why... And let me just pause it here for a second. That's why science can say and does say, well, we've got stardust in us. Yeah, because everything was made out of the same stuff. We were made out of the dirt that earth was made out of, that the whole universe was made out of. And he breathed the breath of life into man. And that breath of life, he became a living soul, and that breath of life is our spiritual side of the, of the creation. And so when we've got to take care of that spiritual man, and so we've got to clothe it just like we clothe the physical side. Physical is what we see, what we can touch. Spiritual is beyond our touch. So the second sacrifice, and there was multiple sacrifices, animal sacrifices, between the first one in the Garden of Eden and Christ, but there were two important ones, the first one and the last one, or the second one. And that's when Christ went to the cross of Calvary and died for us so that our or his blood could cover our sin nature, and his blood could protect our spirit man. And that's the sacrifice that Christ made. And the reason he made it was because he volunteered. He said, I will do this. I will go, and I will make sure that they have a way to get to you because... God cannot be anywhere where sin is, so Jesus is our middle step, our intermediary, our, our lawyer, if you will, between us and God. And he's covering us, he's covering the sin up so that we can be in the presence of God with his blood. He's covering the sin with his blood. Now, between the first sacrifice and what I call the second sacrifice, there were a lot of sacrifices, yes. But those animals were temporary. That wasn't a complete atonement. That was just an, an appeasement. So all of those animals that were sacrificed and the blood was sprinkled on them, 
because they don't have a soul. An animal does not have a soul, so he couldn't, their blood could not go in and cleanse us the way Christ's blood was able to go in and cleanse us spiritually because he has a spirit just like we do. Animals do not have a spirit like we do, so it was a temporary step. That's why I don't, I don't tell you that those animal sacrifices is the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth sacrifice. There was two. There was the first one, and then there was Christ. There was a lot of animal sacrifices, but they were just temporary. They led up to Christ on the cross because he had a soul. He was born as a man, and he had a soul, but his blood was pure. He was not in sin nature. His blood was used spiritually to protect and cover our sin nature. So that's what Christians talk about when we talk about what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. He volunteered to go to the cross of Calvary and be our ultimate sacrifice. That blood that he spilled, physically that blood does not exist any longer, okay? Physically. You see Indiana Jones movie that talks about oh, the quest for the Holy Grail. They're looking for the cup that caught Christ's blood. Well, that cup, if it did was used to catch Christ's blood, there, there's nothing special about that cup. But there is everything special about that blood. And that blood is a spiritual cleansing for us. And it's a spiritual covering. It's a spiritual coat. It's a spiritual shirt. It's a spiritual pair of pants. It covers up our sin nakedness so that we can walk into the presence of God. He sees the covering. He doesn't see the sin. And it is all because Jesus made that sacrifice, that ultimate sacrifice for us. So when you hear Christians talk about the sacrifice of the cross, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the shedding of the blood. We celebrate Easter every year. As Christians, we celebrate Easter. And we recognize that he was resurrected from, you know, after being in the tomb for three days. He was resurrected. And that resurrection's beautiful. But the real event was on the cross of Calvary that Good Friday. The real event was the shedding of the blood. The real event was him looking up in the Garden of Gethsemane and saying, Not my will, but thine be done. The real event was when he was hung on the cross of Calvary and he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The real event was when he looked up to heaven and went, It is finished. He had done everything he had to do. Now it's up to you to accept what he done on the cross of Calvary. And Romans tells us that if we accept the fact that we are a sinner, we confess that to the Lord, that we are a sinner, and that we believe what he did on the cross covers our sin, that's how you get saved. That's the pure essence of, of becoming a Christian, becoming a part of the family. A minister friend of mine put out that an individual in my hometown had gotten saved Sunday and we're all rejoicing with them because they are now part of the family. And that 
minister friend of mine is in a different denomination than I go to. But you know what? We serve the same God. We serve the same Jesus. We look towards the cross of Calvary. We look towards the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Denomination is what man calls it. God calls it salvation. So I am here to encourage you that if you had never thought about the sacrifice of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, I hope this has helped you understand a little bit. And it's very simple and it's very quick. I mean, you can get as deep as you want to in it. But it's really, really simple. Because he made the way, because he had a soul and his soul was clean, he made a way for us to be covered, our sins to be covered, so that we could get to heaven. That's it in a nutshell. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to study your word together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you are doing and what you will do, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll continue to bless and that you'll continue to move on each and every one of us, Lord. Until we come and stand with you, God, we ask that you'll protect us and that you'll guide us. In Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Guys, until we meet again, take care of each other. Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Today I thought we'd go kind of sort of back to the basics. I think sometimes we try to complicate things a little too much and we convolute the whole process of what it is to be a Christian and why we are a Christian and even how we get to be a Christian. And I want to look at just a few scriptures here and there, but mainly I'm going to be coming from Genesis chapter 3. So when I say I'm going back to the basics, I'm really going back to the basics. I'm going back to the start. But John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And so whosoever should believe would have everlasting life. Now, for those of us that knows the Scriptures and, and, and knows what it is to be a Christian, we understand that Christ was our ultimate sacrifice. That Christ volunteered to die on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. But how does that work? How does one person dying on the cross of Calvary, because there were multiple people crucified, wouldn't their blood suffice? Blood is blood, right? How is one person dying on the cross of Calvary saving all of us 2,000 years later and if the Lord tarries for another 2,000 years, His blood will be saving those 4,000 years out and 6,000 years out until we're called home. But how does this work? Well, first we've got to understand that life is in the blood. And the Scriptures tells us that. So every one of us, if, if we lost all of our blood, we, we would not survive. We would not live. But what was so special about Jesus' blood that his blood was so pure it would cover our sins? Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3 
And let's look at what was the first sacrifice? The very, very, very first sacrifice that the Bible mentions is in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. So he, he took an animal, because it says coats of skin. He took an animal, God did, and killed it to make a coat, make clothing for Adam and Eve. That was the first sacrifice. So the first sacrifice was for covering their nakedness. Why would they need their nakedness covered? In verse 7 of chapter 3, it says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. So when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes was open. They recognized that they were, they didn't have any clothes on. And they were ashamed of the fact that they didn't have clothes on. So when they heard God, they were afraid because they were ashamed. And they went and they hid themselves. They had tried to make themselves covering out of fig leaves, but they just didn't quite do it. So God made the first sacrifice and he made them coats of skin and he clothed them. He didn't just lay it down at their feet and say, okay, put this on. No, it says he clothed them. He actually put the clothing on Adam and Eve. It's the first sacrifice, but it's also the first to dress up dolls. I don't know if you, when you were kids, if you had the little cardboard dolls that you would put the different clothes on. Had My sister had some, and they were dress up dolls. This was the first dress up dolls. He made coats of skins, he clothed them because they were naked and they were ashamed and they were afraid, and he covered them. So the first sacrifice was for our physical covering, our physical protection. And because of Adam sinning, because he did what God told him not to do, that sin nature is in each and every one of us. It's been passed down to, from point A to point B to point C to point D, all the way down to our current generation. And we are born into a sin nature. And to get out of that sin nature, our sin nature has to be cleansed. It has to be covered. Now, how is that possible? Because of Adam being born or eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All of us are born into sin nature. It's passed down. Except for one. And we see in a little town called Bethlehem, approximately 2,000 years ago, uh, a lady named Mary, a young girl named Mary. And she was engaged to a man named Joseph, who, by the way, was a carpenter. 
And the angel came down and talking to her and said, Okay, Mary, you are highly favored, and you're going to give birth to the Messiah. Because she did not go by natural means to get pregnant and give and have a birth. The sin nature was not passed down to her first child, Jesus. So his blood did not have the sin nature. Now all of us is born to live. Every one of us. We're born to live. Jesus was literally born to die. He was born to die on the cross of Calvary so he could shed his blood and that pure blood, that pure life, because remember I said the scriptures tells us that life is in the blood, that pure blood would spiritually go in and cover our sin nature. It would go in and cleanse us. But now, hear me, sin nature is not gone. It's just covered. It's just wrapped up in a blanket, if you will, a blanket of Christ's blood. And, and we can throw that cover off and we can expose that sin nature. But the sacrifice was made so that we would have a covering for our sin nature. Just as the first sacrifice was made to be a covering for our personal, physical bodies, this sacrifice was made to have a covering and a, and a cleansing of our spiritual bodies. Because you see, our spiritual body is just as important, not more so, than our physical body. But where does the spiritual body come from? Well, we have to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, and we see that, and God blessed, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. That's verse 27. And he took, he took mud, he took dirt, and he formed man. Let us make man, in verse 26, after our own image, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and all over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the God. Or upon the earth, excuse me. So he created man in his own image. And he created him out of the dirt and the dust. And that's why... And let me just pause it here for a second. That's why science can say and does say, well, we've got stardust in us. Yeah, because everything was made out of the same stuff. We were made out of the dirt that earth was made out of, that the whole universe was made out of. And he breathed the breath of life into man. And that breath of life, he became a living soul, and that breath of life is our spiritual side of the, of the creation. And so when we've got to take care of that spiritual man, and so we've got to clothe it just like we clothe the physical side. Physical is what we see, what we can touch. Spiritual is beyond our touch. So the second 
sacrifice, and there was multiple sacrifices, animal sacrifices, between the first one in the Garden of Eden and Christ, but there were two important ones, the first one and the last one, or the second one. And that's when Christ went to the cross of Calvary and died for us so that our or his blood could cover our sin nature and his blood could protect our spirit man. And that's the sacrifice that Christ made. And the reason he made it was because he volunteered. He said, I will do this. I will go and I will make sure that they have a way to get to you because God cannot be anywhere where sin is. So Jesus is our middle step, our intermediary, our, our lawyer, if you will, between us and God. And he's covering us. He's covering the sin up so that we can be in the presence of God with his blood. He's covering the sin with his blood. Now, between the first sacrifice and what I call the second sacrifice, there were a lot of sacrifices, yes. But those animals were temporary. That wasn't a complete atonement. That was just an, an appeasement. So all of those animals that were sacrificed and the blood was sprinkled on them because they don't have a soul. An animal does not have a soul, so he couldn't, their blood could not go in and cleanse us the way Christ's blood was able to go in and cleanse us spiritually because he has a spirit just like we do. Animals do not have a spirit like we do, so it was a temporary step. That's why I don't, I don't tell you that those animal sacrifices is the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth sacrifice. There was two. There was the first one, and then there was Christ. There was a lot of animal sacrifices, but they were just temporary. They led up to Christ on the cross because he had a soul. He was born as a man and he had a soul but his blood was pure. He was not in sin nature. His blood was used spiritually to protect and cover our sin nature. So that's what Christians talk about when we talk about what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. He volunteered to go to the cross of Calvary and be our ultimate sacrifice. That blood that he spilled, physically that blood does not exist any longer, okay? Physically. You see Indiana Jones movie that talks about oh, the quest for the Holy Grail. They're looking for the cup that caught Christ's blood. Well, that cup if it did was used to catch Christ's blood, there, there's nothing special about that cup. But there is everything special about that blood. And that blood is a spiritual cleansing for us. And it's a spiritual covering. It's a spiritual coat. It's a spiritual shirt. It's a spiritual pair of pants. It covers up our sin nakedness so that we can walk into the presence of God he sees the covering. He doesn't see the sin. And it is all because Jesus made that sacrifice, that ultimate sacrifice for us. So when you hear Christians talk about the sacrifice of the cross, that's what they're talking about. 
They're talking about the shedding of the blood. We celebrate Easter every year. As Christians, we celebrate Easter. And we recognize that he was resurrected from, you know, after being in the tomb for three days. He was resurrected. And that resurrection's beautiful. But the real event was on the cross of Calvary that Good Friday. The real event was the shedding of the blood. The real event was him looking up in the Garden of Gethsemane and saying, Not my will, but thine be done. The real event was when he was hung on the cross of Calvary and he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The real event was when he looked up to heaven and went, It is finished. He had done everything he had to do. Now it's up to you to accept what he done on the cross of Calvary. And Romans tells us that if we accept the fact that we are a sinner, we confess that to the Lord that we are a sinner and that we believe what he did on the cross covers our sin, that's how you get saved. That's the pure essence of, of becoming a Christian becoming a part of the family. A minister friend of mine put out that an individual in my hometown had gotten saved Sunday and we're all rejoicing with them because they are now part of the family. And that minister friend of mine is in a different denomination than I go to. But you know what? This, we serve the same God. We serve the same Jesus. We look towards the cross of Calvary. We look towards the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Denomination is what man calls it. God calls it salvation. So I am here to encourage you that if you had never thought about the sacrifice of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, I hope this has helped you understand a little bit. And it's very simple and it's very quick. I mean, you can get as deep as you want to in it. But it's really, really simple because he made the way because he had a soul and his soul was clean. He made a way for us to be covered, our sins to be covered, so that we could get to heaven. That's it in a nutshell. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to study your word together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you are doing and what you will do, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll continue to bless and that you'll continue to move on each and every one of us, Lord. Until we come and stand with you, God, we ask that you'll protect us and that you'll guide us. In Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Guys, until we meet again, take care of each other.